What if I told you we found a new tool that will change the game on your home buying experience? You definitely want to stick around to find out more. Welcome to another episode of the Dapper Dollars Podcast, where we answer your finance questions, but a bit with style. I'm Anirban, and we also have George as your host for the show. So George, what will our listeners learn from this episode? Well, in the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis, mortgage lenders tightened their lending standards to mitigate risk. While these measures brought stability to the housing market, they also made it difficult for some potential home buyers to qualify for mortgages. Closing that home ownership gap requires revolutionizing these systemic barriers and providing equal opportunities for all individuals, regardless of their background. You would want to stay tuned to this episode. But before we introduce our guest for today, we want to encourage you to like this, subscribe to this channel. That would help the algorithm boost our channel to other viewers just like yourself. So Anya Ben, who do we have on the show for today? Yeah, today we have the pleasure to introduce Benjamin Scheichen on today's show. Benjamin is the founder and CEO of Fincast, a free consumer technology that protects mortgage borrowers from negative bias and saves them money. He's a two-time founder and a former mortgage professional who made a personal commitment to building businesses that can positively impact people. He's a graduate of Indiana University's Kelly School of Business and currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Benjamin. Thanks, guys. Really excited to be here. Looking forward to today's conversation. Absolutely. Before we get into the questions, we want to start with that fun icebreaker. So if you could invest anywhere in the world, where would you buy your first investment property and why? Ooh, well, I think that um, if you're not a professional investor, and I'm definitely not when it comes to real estate, I will probably invest in a place that I can not only generate revenue from renting it out, but also enjoy it when I have a fair chance to go on a little vacation. So with that said, I'm probably going to pick something that has a nice beach and uh, maybe is not so far from home. I'm thinking... Somewhere in the Caribbean, maybe uh, Dominican Republic, uh, maybe Tulum, uh, something that I can hop on a plane to within a few hours and enjoy it, while at the same time, make sure I get my rent roll. Beach and sunshine. <laughs> really cool. Um, again, Benjamin, thank you so much for being here with us. So I just want to ask you real quick. So let's get into the meat of things. Um, can you tell us about the background of Fincast? What inspired its creation? Absolutely. So over the course of my professional career, I spent most of my time trying to solve business problems by building technology solutions. And at a certain point in my journey, I realized that I wasn't fulfilled any longer by that mission, by that initiative. And I turned my focus towards trying to do something that could be in the service of people. And by a crazy series of circumstances, I had the opportunity to co-launch a mortgage branch out of my California tech office as somewhat of a silent partner about five years ago. I had no real intentions of getting involved in the weeds of the mortgage business, but unfortunately, due to COVID, the pandemic started, rates dropped, and it became a tremendous opportunity for homeowners and home buyers to jump into the market. And we needed all hands on deck to help everyone that we could as demand was flowing through the doors at record velocity. The thing that I noticed at that point after getting exposure to hundreds of opportunities in the most 
uh, intense way possible was that borrowers were suffering through a really critical process. They were struggling to rate shop. They were struggling to negotiate. It was so complicated. Um, yet when you know you look at their financials, the mortgage payment is their largest monthly obligation. And so naturally, they wanted to try to find the payment that was going to be the smallest for them. So why was it so difficult? Well, first of all, COVID changed a lot. Not only did COVID bring in a lot of new buyers, but it actually took this industry that has been resistant to being fully digital and it forced it online. It took every borrower and every lender online for the first time in the history of mortgage lending, where prior to COVID, a large handful of people still walked into the branch of their local bank and sat down across the desk from a lender and passed paper documents back and forth. And that's the process that they trusted. Well, in order to benefit from the low rates in the market, they had to go digital because everything was closed. It was a massive tipping point. And for the first time, as an outsider, frankly, to the mortgage industry and someone that has spent all of my mental bandwidth thinking around technical solutions to problems, I saw an opportunity to flip the shopping process on its head and create a technology that makes it easier for any borrower and any lender to find each other in the digital world. We tried to create efficiencies and optimizations, and there's a lot more to unpack there. But ultimately, I was inspired because of the pain I felt firsthand working with people who were desperate, and I felt the desperation and wanted to make a difference. How did you come up with the name FinCast? Yeah, it's a funny story. So um, I actually grew up in Maryland uh, on a little pond and uh, spent most of my childhood fishing twice a day for as long as I could remember. Always catch and release, but it was always a great challenge. And, you know, one of the things I learned early on, I think I might have been three or four, was you don't catch much without bait. So you probably don't want to drop a hook or line in the water if you don't put anything on it. And what I realized, by the way, during the mortgage shopping, rate shopping negotiation process is that the most sophisticated borrowers could not ultimately bait their hook. And so when we started to look at how we could implement technology, we realized that there's a way to create financial phishing where we can incorporate leverage or bait, if you will, turn something that every borrower gets into an effective bargaining chip that serves, helps and protects them. But at the same time, use technology to cast a wider net with the ultimate goal of helping people catch a better deal. And so this goes way back to probably three years old when I was uh, deeply embedded into the fishing culture. Uh, and uh, for me, it's just a fun way to pay homage to that with FinCast, the financial fishing tool. It's awesome that it's like staying true to your, your early childhood memories. Um, hey, so can you provide, I know you gave us a brief introduction for FinCast, but can you go more in depth about your company and also, how do you feel like that's revolutionizing the mortgage and home buying industry? So in 2016, this Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, standardized what was previously called a good faith estimate, which is the offer that a borrower, borrower would receive from a lender when applying for a loan, um, into something called a loan estimate. And the reason that that was such a game-changing move by the government was that it enabled borrowers to compare options for the first time apples to apples and make a much more informed, clear, confident decision between choices that they were able to secure, which was the best. 
the thing that ultimately was not fixed in that process is how borrowers got offers. So we took marketplace technology that we created and concepts that are not, frankly, new, but we incorporated new things like the loan estimate, new things like reverse blind bidding, and we put them into a simple experience that enables any borrower to not only check if an offer they've been given is in fact the best deal that they can get, but turn it into actionable, aggressive, if you will, or productive, more importantly, bargaining chip on their behalf at scale. Now, some people listening and those in the mortgage space may say, well, why is this good for lenders? The reason that it's really important for lenders is that the loan estimate is the thing that demonstrates qualification, intent, and transparency, all of which has been largely missing during the origination process for lenders. And so the way that lenders reach borrowers today is they spray and pray, they cold call, they buy leads. It's not only very expensive and frankly, a pain in the butt as a professional to do that. Some people call it dial for dollars, but it's not a good consumer experience. And so what we're doing is we're bringing the transparency and the opportunity to convert someone into a loan, not because you're the best at reaching them or because they're tired of being bombarded with texts, emails, or phone calls, but because you actually have something that they need. And more importantly, because of how digital marketing has exploded in consumer direct lending, only a handful of lenders have the resources and infrastructure to reach borrowers and present offers. So we have this massive long tail of lenders. In fact, more than 95% of lenders, banks, brokers, and direct lenders that can make an offer to you. And in fact, a better offer to you that would save you tens of thousands of dollars can't afford to show it to you. So you never see it. So we realized that by using the loan estimate as a proxy to find fit across lenders, we can unlock the savings that exist that previously were inaccessible and make sure that any borrower has equal access to the most affordable choices that they can consider and ultimately secure. I know. So you know, hearing transparency and digital marketing in the same space. Uh, do you care to share, um, you know, with our listeners, what the key functionalities of FinCast digital shopping technology looks like? What experience do um, they get? So before I tell you what FinCast does for people, let me tell you what we're changing or what they currently experience. So for sophisticated borrowers that ultimately are going to save money because they're have the time, the resources, the knowledge, the access, the ability to secure multiple offers and leverage them against each other to negotiate better terms between lenders and create a micro competition. They're doing it at very small scale. And while that is the most effective way, most people rely on rate shopping where they may call a few lenders and ask for the best rate. Well, first of all, you got to know who to call. Second of all, you got to get someone on the phone. Third of all, often what you're going to hear is not really what you're going to get because you haven't demonstrated to that lender with a loan estimate that you are in fact qualified, serious, and there's transparency. The other option that borrowers have today is comparison shopping. There's fantastic resources ultimately that are providing education and content and maybe I can name a few, NerdWallet, LendingTree, Bankrate, Credible, Zillow, Lower My Bills, Credit Karma. I mean, these are amazing companies, but the unfortunate thing is that their process hasn't evolved since LendingTree launched Comparison Shopping in 1998. They still collect borrower data. They still show advertised rates 
and they still sell borrower data to lenders who then contact them. And that works when you're starting your process. But how do you turn that experience into a superpower? Well, you need to drop that loan estimate into a process that at scale distributes it more than a human can directly to lenders that want to beat an existing offer. Other people may mention the broker model. Brokers are fantastic. They're some of our best clients. The challenge with the broker model is that they have limited access to the inventory they can offer you. And so when you work with a broker, you're not getting the full picture. And that's not their fault. That's just the nature of the business. And so in order to be a sophisticated, successful shopper and make sure that your homeownership is sustained well over time, you're maximizing your equity, you're minimizing your down payment, you're not wasting your money paying more in interest than you should, you need to make sure that at the biggest breath possible, you use leverage to negotiate terms that will come to you instead of you going to get them. Um, LendingTree has a really interesting statistic around the importance of this. In the top 50 US metros, borrowers will either save or waste $63,000 per mortgage based on whether or not they go through this process. We, in our early testing, were able to save an incremental $23,000 for borrowers for every $340,000 of loan amount just by making two clicks and more importantly, all while protecting them from the phone calls, the texts, the emails, the spam, the bias, and the discrimination that unfortunately too many Americans and new Americans, immigrants experience when they're seeking financing for home purchases. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate that. And just thank you for walking us through like just the models and also the evolution of the, um, you know, industry over the last you know 25 30 years and so i guess this kind of flows into my next question so can you sort of um speak to how fincast uses that technology like you said uh just two m clicks like how do they simplify and streamline that home home and buying process i mean someone understands okay yes i go through but how what is the effectiveness per se anytime a borrower works with a lender and anytime a lender works with a borrower, they're going to exchange much of the same information in a very repetitive fashion just to get to a point where they can understand what product is most appropriate for that particular borrower and that borrower's needs. And then the product for that specific lender will have a price associated with it. The challenge is that going through that process just to get to the product, which then has a lender-specific price associated with it, is an expensive, mundane invasive, time-consuming, painful process. Frankly, it's kind of like doing your taxes, but before TurboTax existed. It just kind of sucks. So we created a system that takes data that you've been given. It plugs that data into other databases to compile even more data that's most relevant to a lender so that you don't have to provide it. And then it automates the distribution of that data all while removing the data that identifies you from the process just enough so that the, the lender itself can actually make a real offer through FinCast to you. So we're ultimately a data exchange. We're a marketplace technology that's connecting lenders and borrowers, but we're using some really sophisticated processes to make sure that the right data is going to the right people at the right moment in time. And to be completely honest, 
I don't really like to spend a lot of time on this because I think it's a little bit buzzy right now, but we actually have our own language learning models and AI that's powering not only specific data extraction, but data redaction to make sure that the right data is going to the right players and the wrong data is not being exposed. This serves both sides of the market really, really well. And that's how we're ultimately instituting technology. The last piece I'll add is that because of the data that we're aggregating at scale across a multitude of borrowers and a multitude of lenders, we're able to provide insights and create what I would say clarity that helps borrowers make better decisions. And another sort of stable, uh, you know, really, I would say fantastic tool that people don't look at as technology so much anymore, but I am like blown away by it. I look at Carfax and I say, can you imagine buying a pre-owned vehicle today without getting a Carfax report? Well, that would be silly. What we believe is, can you imagine doing a loan, getting a loan, whether it's a mortgage, an auto loan, a student loan, an SBA loan, a personal loan, any sort of financing without qualifying it somehow? Well, FinCast is the tool that qualifies it for you. It's the only independent source of truth because doing it yourself is not a great solution. And anybody else that you're working with to make that determination has a particular bias and incentive for you to work with them. So how do we remove that judgment? How do we create an independent authority on this? Well, we do it by building this really pro-consumer brand and using data in very strategic, sophisticated, and intuitive ways to help people make better decisions. So it sounds like I'm trying to dive into the business model now. So there's, it seems like there's the the lender model and then there's the borrower model, right? So at some point, um, FinCast as a company is making the revenue somehow. So what would be the revenue model for FinCast? Yeah, that's a fair question. So I'm all about building a for-profit, for-good business. And I think, in fact, that's probably a lot about your uh, the, the, the characteristics of your podcast. Uh, feel good, look good, do good. Uh, you know, we maintain a completely complementary solution, an ally, a protector, uh, a partner for borrowers, all at no cost. We also, from a business model standpoint, in our core business model, make it so that more lenders can compete to win new business without wasting their resources. So very simply, the way that our business model works in our core business model, we have other revenue models and streams based on data and so on and so forth. But And that's all anonymized for the record. But the way that we make our business, our, our, our money as a business, is when a borrower comes to FinCast to see if a deal that they've been given, an offer they've been given by whatever bank broker or lender they decided to start working with, they check it with FinCast. FinCast will assess it, authenticate it analyze it, provide data back to a borrower, and at the same time, anonymize it and distribute it into this reverse bidding platform. All of the bidding in the platform is free for lenders. So a lender can come sign up, they get approved, they get to review everything that they need to review to make a real offer based on the states in which they're authorized to conduct business in. At that point, they receive access to customers who have submitted their offers to FinKist but they can't see the name of the borrower, where the borrower is, what they look like, or how to contact them. At that point, FinCast brings all these offers in within one business day, and in some cases in real time. We aggregate them and provide all the offers from the participating lenders that wanted to beat the deal and could beat the deal and decided to make an offer through FinCast, 
we provide them in a consumer dashboard that the consumer can use, the borrower, to in a totally neutral way, sort and rank them based on their specific savings priorities and preferences. So let me give you an example. Some people want to get the lowest interest rate. Great. Some people want the lowest monthly payment, which is a combination of interest rate and other things like mortgage insurance, which would be based on loan amount or loan term. Some people want to pay the least amount of discount points specifically, which you can buy a discount point, essentially paying interest in advance in order to reduce your interest rate for the life of your loan. Other people want to do a buy down program or not do a buy down program. Other people want to reduce total costs out of pocket right now. And more importantly, some people plan to be in a loan or in a home for one year, two years, 30 years, and they may never refinance or sell the home. So in a really intuitive, simple to use, and most importantly, simple to understand way with quick filters and a slider, the borrower can configure what their specific preferences are and project how long they intend to be in a loan based on simple prompts like, will you refinance if rates go down? Will, are you planning to sell this home as soon as your family grows? Or does this, is this your starter home versus not your starter home? They can calibrate a few things that ultimately drive calculations and formulas in the back end of our technology that will automatically sort, again, and in a totally neutral way, the offers that have been presented based on the total savings that they can get from an offer compared to the offer that they submitted. And at that point, they can click to connect to an offer directly through FinCast to get it. And when they click to connect to an offer, we drop the borrower right into the application of the offerer, the lender that made that offer, and that lender is charged a cost per click. That's how FinCast makes its money. It's a win-win because when we do that, we have 20X lenders next best performing acquisition channel. So on average, when I mentioned we save borrowers about 23K additional money per loan, from the best offer that they got. We're also saving lenders on average one to $2,000 in origination costs. And our vision and mission is to create a substantially more efficient market, a better transaction and a better experience that by 2030, we'll put $30 billion a year back in consumers and lenders pockets. I love these goals. <laughs> I agree too. And so this is me putting on my risk and compliance uh, professional hat. Uh, so I know FinCast is a very data-driven company. Um, so what steps does FinCast take to ensure like the security and privacy of the user data? How, how do you safeguard this, this data in an online marketplace? Yeah, it's a fantastic and very worthwhile question. Um, let me start by saying that the technical answer to that question is most definitely above my pay grade, which is why I've brought in some of the best people I know and could think of that understand application security, privacy, and data, and they're part of our core team. So in order to answer the technical side of that question, I would defer to them probably in another, another conversation. But most importantly, from a business decision standpoint, number one, we're not in the business of exposing data. We are empowering consumers to reveal their data to the specific bidder that they choose when and only if they choose. Similarly, and this is important, we're actually removing bias towards lenders. 
we have found not only in our actual experiences, but our studies that certain professionals have been biased against because of what they look like, what their name sounds like, so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, this is a critical transaction that not only helps borrowers, but this puts food on the table for loan officers and brokers and lenders. This is a business and this is a service. And we don't believe that the exposure of certain personally identifiable information that ultimately can lead to unnecessary and unfortunate judgments has any part of this process until there's a commitment, which we can then track the fallout for. We view FinCast from a lender network standpoint and a borrower standpoint as a tool that helps. And in order to use a tool that helps, you also got to use it well. So we police the system incredibly carefully to make sure that there are no bad actors. We do this from both qualitative and quantitative analysis. But most importantly, what I'll say from a compliance standpoint is in our business, the mortgage industry, the financing world, the lending world, um, it's a regulated space. Because of what we do, which is protect borrowers from overpaying, of course, from wasting time, of course, but from spam, bias, and discrimination, um, we're doing what regulators have been trying to do. At the same time, because of our business model and the timing at which a lender and a borrower can connect in the borrower's journey through FinCast, we actually are creating fair competition for more lenders. That's also what the regulators have been trying to do. So long story short, we are pushing forward the initiatives of regulators with technology that have historically only been presented in regulation. And we are turning the thought process, the intention behind regulation into reality because of technology. Now, our business is a regulated business. And so we are required today to be simply licensed as mortgage brokers, even though we are not brokering or originating or processing and underwriting loans. We don't touch any documentation from borrowers around uh, any of their bank statements or social security or income or pay stuff. Every course of action to be mortgage jobs. We don't get into that. That's the job of a lender. That's their specialty. And we want to defer to those experts for that. But because we are a marketplace where borrowers and lenders find each other, um, it is currently the appropriate broker licensed. And so we're really excited to be launching out of Stealth Beta, our MVP for public use in three specific states this summer, which are Colorado, Texas, and Florida. Great, Marcus Devian. Hey, so I appreciate that you said, um, what would the car buying process be like if Carfax wasn't around? You know, so it seems like your emphasis on education and clarity and transparency is a huge ordeal for FinCast. So what other educational tools are there for borrowers and lenders for being on the platform uh, to educate and empower the consumers? So we do our best to create original programming, original content, original education. But what we do really well, because we're so authentically aligned with the impact initiatives of so many other great businesses, is we collaborate with businesses that are far bigger and have greater resources than we do at this point by a long shot. Some of those include AT&T where together we support the goals of the network. AT&T's Black Employee 
resource group that serves roughly 40,000 employees, Asemos, AT&T's Latin employee group that serves an equal number of employees. And one of the things that we do because we just care and are in this conversation regularly is we bring in other experts, thought leaders, organizations to provide their original content. So we've been really blessed and fortunate to earn support of Freddie Mac, for example, from a community impact standpoint. And so we work with Freddie Mac's professional housing and financial educators to create public and private experiences for individuals, prospective and active homeowners um, to learn how to best become a homeowner, how to maintain homeowner sustainability, and ultimately how to reduce the wealth gap across a variety and multitude of financial choices any person may or may not make during the course of their lifetime. Lastly, we work with other experts in the real estate field to craft content, do social posting, social education, but we're sort of shifting the focus away from financial literacy to financial empowerment because there are great solutions for literacy. Again, I can name some that have invested countless dollars time with unbelievable experts into producing great content like NerdWallet, like LendingTree, like Bankrate, like the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, whomever. They tell you a lot of great stuff. You can go there and find it. It's kind of a difficult thing to unpack what's good, what's not, read it all, compare it all, so on and so forth. Maybe AI will make it simpler to process digestible pieces of it, but we're really about financial empowerment. And so empowerment is enabling someone who is very educated to turn that into action. And we are about how do we create the right degree of education, the right degree of awareness, and the right access to tools, technology, and resources that someone can become empowered, not just educated. And so that's where we spend a lot of time building partnerships, relationships, and ultimately, we hope to produce some additional original content to support that. I like that. And, you know, it's just been really um, insightful, this conversation with you, Benjamin. Again, this feature is being uh, about understanding FinCast. And, you know, at the beginning, we got to have a good glimpse of who you are, like, you know, how fishing was part of, you know, your your um, your, um, your childhood and how you love the beach and sunshine. So I'm pretty sure our listeners want to know. So what do you like to do for fun? Like, what's your what's your thing? Yeah, well, I'm a travel nut. I, I've lived in seven cities in the U.S. I've lived abroad for um, different extended periods of time. I've backpacked five countries in Southeast Asia by motorcycle. I love seeing where people are, how they live, and finding happiness in simple things. That's what brings me total joy, combined with meeting up with friends around the world and family uh, to experience different foods from different cultures. Um, in addition to that, I grew up a huge basketball fan. I played basketball competitively until I uh, no longer could as I got old and injured. But um, I'm also a huge Ravens fan. I'm from Baltimore. I'm a big Flock Nation guy, uh, big football fan in terms of the Ravens. I'm really excited for the upcoming season. Um, and so I enjoy local sports. Um, and getting outside. Awesome. Great to hear. I'm glad to hear you're a traveler too, because a lot of our listeners are worldwide. So if they happen to run into you or they want to get connected with you, how can they get connected with you? Yeah. I mean, I would say that the best way to connect with me, I'm not super duper active on social channels. Um, I'm starting to become a little bit more engaged with Twitter. And I believe that my uh, Twitter handle, if I'm not mistaken, is um, 
J-S-C-H-I-E-K, J-Shike. That's my Twitter handle. But I'd say that my preferred channel is probably LinkedIn and people can find me under Benjamin Shikin on LinkedIn. Of course, you know, check FinCast and make sure it's the right one. There may be someone else there. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, LinkedIn is a great way. And then you're also welcome to connect with us through our website, which is www.gofincast.com. Hey, finally, we want to thank our listeners who have supported us. Uh, By the way, let us know if you will be using FinCast for your next home purchase. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a review on where you listen to our podcast. And don't forget to share this episode on social media. Just don't forget to tag us on at dapper.dollars on Instagram and TikTok. Now, if you want more gems like this, make sure you head over to our website, dapperdollars.com. Scroll down to our blog to access our show notes from this podcast episode. And last but not least, don't forget to look good, feel good, and do good. See you at the next episode. Bye, Wanna hear you go?